Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read you the entire Bible in one year based on the weekly Torah portions. My name is Karen and I am your reader today. Today is Thursday, September 1st, and it's also the 5th of Elul on the Hebrew calendar. Our Torah portion for the week is Shoftim, which means Judges. And today our reading is from Deuteronomy chapter 18, starting in verse 14 and going through 19, verse 13. Before we begin our reading today, though, let's take a moment and bless God and thank him for his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. For these nations that you shall dispose, listen to those who practice sorcery and to diviners. But as for you, the Lord your God has not allowed you so to do. The Lord your God will raise up to you a prophet from among you, of your brothers like me. You shall listen to him. This is according to all that you desire of the Lord your God in Horev, in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, neither let me see this great fire any more, that I not die. The Lord said to me, They have well said that which they have spoken, I will raise them up a prophet from among their brothers, like you. I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I shall command him. It shall happen that whoever will not listen to my words, which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. But the prophet who speaks a word presumptuously in my name which I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that same prophet shall die. You may say in your heart, How shall we know the word which the Lord has not spoken? When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not follow nor happen, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken presumptuously you shall not be afraid of him. When the Lord your God cuts off the nations whose land the Lord your God gives you, and you succeed them and dwell in their cities and in their houses, you shall set apart three cities for yourselves in the middle of your land, which the Lord your God gives you to possess. You shall prepare the way and divide the borders of your land which the Lord your God causes you to inherit into three parts, that every manslayer may flee there. This is the case of the manslayer who shall flee there and live. Whoever kills his neighbor unintentionally and did not hate him in time past, as when a man goes into the forest with his neighbor to chop wood and his hand swings the axe to cut down the tree, and the head slips from the handle and hits his neighbor so that he dies, he shall flee to one of these cities and live. Otherwise, the avenger of blood might pursue the manslayer 
while hot anger is in his heart, and overtake him, because the way is long, and strike him mortally, even though he was not worthy of death, because he did not hate him in time past. Therefore I command you to set apart three cities for yourselves. If the Lord your God enlarges your border, as he has sworn to your fathers, and gives you all the land which he promised to give to your fathers, and if you keep all these mitzvot to do it, which I command you today to love the Lord your God and to walk ever in his ways, then you shall add three cities more for yourselves in addition to these three. This is so that an innocent blood will not be shed in the middle of your land, which the Lord your God gives you for an inheritance, leaving blood guilt on you. But if any man hates his neighbor, lies in wait for him, rises up against him, strikes him mortally, so that he dies, and he flees into one of these cities, then the elders of his city shall send and bring him there, and deliver him into the hand of the avenger of blood, that he may die. Your eyes shall not pity him, but you shall purge the innocent blood from Israel, that it may go well with you. That was Deuteronomy, or Devarim, chapter 18, verse 14, through chapter 19, verse 13. And now continuing on to the Nevi'im, or the prophets, we'll be reading Joel, chapter 1. The word of the Lord that came to Joel, the son of Pethuel. Hear this, you elders, and listen, all you inhabitants of the land. Has this ever happened in your days, or in the days of your fathers? Tell your children about it, and have your children tell their children, and their children another generation. What the swarming locust has left, the great locust has eaten. What the great locust has left, the grasshopper has eaten. What the grasshopper has left, the caterpillar has eaten. Wake up, you drunkards, and weep. Wail, all you drinkers of wine, because of the sweet wine, for it is cut off from your mouth. For a nation has come up on my land, strong and without number. His teeth are the teeth of a lion, and he has the fangs of a lioness. He has laid my vine waste and stripped my fig tree. He has stripped its bark and thrown it away. Its branches are made white, mourn like a virgin dressed in sackcloth, for the husband of her youth. The grain offering and the drink offering are cut off from the house of the Lord. The Kohanim mourn the ministers of the Lord. The field is laid waste, the land mourns, for the grain is destroyed, the new wine has dried up, and the oil languishes. Be confounded, you farmers, wail, you vineyard keepers, for the wheat and for the barley, for the harvest of the field has perished. The vine has dried up, and the fig tree withered. The pomegranate tree, the palm tree, also the apple tree, even all of the trees of the field are withered. For joy has withered away from the sons of men. Put on sackcloth and mourn, Kohanim. Wail, ministers of the altar. 
Come, lie all night in sackcloth, you ministers of my God. For the grain offering and the drink offering are withheld from the house of your God. Sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land to the house of the Lord your God, and cry to the Lord, Alas, for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand, and it will come as destruction from Shaddai. Is not the food cut off before our eyes, joy and gladness from the house of our God? The seeds rot under their clods, the granaries are laid desolate, the barns are broken down, for the grain has withered. How the animals groan, the herds of livestock are perplexed, because they have no pasture. Yes, the flocks of sheep are made desolate. To you, O Lord, I cry, for the fire has devoured the pasture of the wilderness, and the flame has burned all the trees of the field. Yes, the animals of the field cry out to you, for the water brooks have dried up, and the fire has devoured the pastures of the wilderness. That was Joel, or Yoel, chapter 1. And now to our reading from the Ketuvim, we will be reading from Second Chronicles, chapter 1. Solomon, the son of David, was firmly established in his kingdom, and the Lord his God was with him, and made him exceedingly great. Solomon spoke to all Israel, to the captains of thousands and of hundreds, to the judges, and to every prince in all Israel, the heads of the fathers' houses. So Solomon and all the assembly with him went to the high place that was at Gibeon, for Elohim's tent of meeting was there, which Moshe the servant of the Lord had made in the wilderness. But David had brought the ark of God up from Kiriath Yarim to the place that David had prepared for it, for he had pitched a tent for it in Yerushalayim. Moreover, the bronze altar that Bezalel, the son of Yori, the son of Hur, had made, was there before the tabernacle of the Lord. And Solomon and the assembly were seeking counsel there. And Solomon went up there to the bronze altar before the Lord, which was at the tent of meeting, and offered one thousand burnt offerings on it. That night God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask for what you want me to give you. And Solomon said to God, You have shown great loving kindness to David my father and have made me king in his place. Now, Adonai Elohim, let your promise to David my father be established, for you have made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in multitude. Now give me wisdom and knowledge, that I may go out and come in before this people. For who can judge this great people of yours? God said to Solomon, Because this was in your heart, and you have not asked for riches, wealth, honor, or the life of those who hate you, nor yet have you asked for long life, but you have asked for wisdom and knowledge for yourself, that you may judge my people 
over whom I have made you king. Therefore wisdom and knowledge is granted to you, and I will give you riches, wealth, and honor, such as none of the kings have had who have been before you had, and none after you will have. So Solomon came from the high place that was at Gibeon, from before the tent of meeting to Jerusalem, and he reigned over Israel. And Solomon gathered chariots and horsemen. He had one thousand four hundred chariots and twelve thousand horsemen that he placed in the chariots, and with the king at Jerusalem. The king made silver and gold to be as common as stones in Jerusalem, and he made cedars to be as common as sycamore trees that are in the lowland. The horses which Solomon had were brought out of Egypt and from Q. The king's merchants purchased them from Q. They brought up and brought out of Egypt a chariot for six hundred pieces of silver and a horse for one hundred fifty. They also exported them to the Hittite king and to the kings of Aram. Now Solomon decided to build a house for the name of the Lord and a house for his kingdom. That was Second Chronicles, or Divrei Hayamim, chapter 1. And now to our final portion today from the Apostolic Writings. We'll be reading from Hebrews chapter 7, verses 15 through 29. And this is yet more abundantly evident, if after the likeness of Melchizedek there arises another Cohen, who has been made not after the Torah of a fleshly commandment, but after the power of an endless life. For it is testified, You are a Cohen forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. For there is an annulling of a foregoing commandment because of its weakness and uselessness. For the Torah made nothing perfect, and a bringing in of a better hope, through which we draw near to God. And inasmuch as he was not made Cohen without the taking of an oath, for they indeed have been made Kohanim without an oath, But he with an oath by him that says of him, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a Kohen forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. By so much Yeshua has become the guarantor of the better covenant. Also, there were many Kohanim, because they were hindered from continuing by death. But he, because he continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, seeing that he lives forever to make intercession for them. For such a Kohen Gadol was fitting for us, holy, guiltless, undefiled, separated from sinners, and made higher than the heavens, who does not need, like those Kohanim Gedolim, to offer up sacrifices daily, first for his own sins, and then for the sins of the people. For he did this once for all, when he offered up himself. For the Torah appoints men as Kohanim Gedolim, 
who have weakness. But the word of the oath which came after the Torah appoints a son forever, appoints a son forever who has been perfected. That was Hebrews chapter 7, verses 15 through 29. If you are reading through the apostolic writings twice this year, you'll also be reading in John chapter 17. That concludes our readings for today. I pray that you have a blessed day as you continue about your daily activities, or if it's the end of your day, that this blesses you at the end of your day. Until next time, Busy Moms, this is Karen with Daily Bread for Busy Moms, wishing you shalom from the Golan Heights. Mm-hmm.